think I might actually be freezing, completely freezing over right now. Uh, what is going on, Cultivate Family? I hope you're all having an awesome week wherever it is that you are listening to this. I don't know if you're going to be able to hear me over all of my layers. I'm in like a thermal t-shirt, another t-shirt, a hoodie, and then an hoodie. So minus four in Leeds today, which I absolutely am not ready for. I'm a sun baby. And if I had an option to fly to the other side of the world for the winter, or maybe just in general, I think I probably would. I've been having a pretty steady week. I thought it'd be a good idea to join my local bodybuilding gym for like a bit of a change of scenery. And I was instantly met with a whole host of confusion about which changing facilities or toilets I should use because my gym has accessible ones and this new one that I've joined for a week didn't. And I ended up sort of using the men's one day and using the women's the other day when my friend was there. And I think maybe that's made me realize at the point I'm at in my transition, it's starting to become a bit tricky. I'm red 50-50 either way, completely depending on the person. And I'm having a hard time trying to figure out what is the best thing to do when I'm in that situation. And I wrote about this on Substack earlier in the week. And some people have said I just wouldn't put myself in that situation. And that's completely fair enough. I have made the choice to put myself in that situation. And a couple of people have also said things like, you know, cis people sometimes feel uncomfortable in gendered spaces too, especially in gym environments. So don't let that influence your want to take up space in there because there's not a good option for you. So you're just making the best of a bad situation. And that resonated with me a lot. So safe to say I've just been flitting between the two. And I had a lovely conversation with a PT in there who was just like, you just got to figure out what your vibe is. And as your physique changes on testosterone, as you build more muscle, you might end up fitting in one more than the other. And that may be easy for you when it has to be. Because really, a lot of the time, we don't want to have to fit in either of those boxes. That's the whole point. We don't identify with that. But I do find myself wishing every so often that it would just make things a little bit easier if I could pass one way if I needed to. And normally my solution for that is to put a cap on. (laughs) But that's a little different when you're actually having to get changed. Anyway, how do you lot feel about being morning people? Are you morning people? Do you like getting up early in the morning? We have had loads of chat about that in the Fuzz Culture Club one-to-one group this week about wanting to be a morning person and it getting to this time of year when it's really fucking cold and really fucking dark and it just becomes infinitely harder, especially if we don't naturally feel like we're great at getting up in the morning. So I thought for this week's episode, we'd dive into wanting to be a morning person, see what flavor it is. So what I'd love you to get out of today's episode is to maybe think about whether you are a morning person, do you want to be one? Or are you an absolutely fucking not put mornings in the sea person? Because I also think it is absolutely okay if you do not want to be a person that gets up early. We are not about hopping on a hustle culture 5am club train here. And I think what I've learned is typically, if you talk to most people that love getting up early in the morning, most of them will not brand themselves as a morning person, but they do it because it works really well for them 
and the outcome that they get out of getting up that early allows them to do something that makes them happy. When a lot of people sign up to working with me, they'll say, what time do you get up? And I'll say around six or seven. Every now and then it might be a half five. Every now and then it may be earlier. I tend to flip between lots of different versions of early mornings. And they say, how do you do that? How do you be a morning person? And I don't brand myself as a morning person at all. But what I have noticed is I do my best work between 6am and 9am. And what that also allows me to do as a coach is it means that I can do something in the morning that fills up my cup before I then log on and show up for all my one-to-one clients. So I arrive to those conversations feeling really good already, which is really important to me because that's what makes me a better coach. But I really don't like getting up out of a nice warm bed. So the one thing that got me thinking is a lot of people want to be a morning person Monday to Friday. But what can be frustrating about that is it kind of goes against the point of having a solid sleep-wake routine. Because the evidence shows that if we adhere to a structured sleep schedule, going to bed and waking up at the same time every day, that results in better sleep timing, improved alignment between sleep and circadian timing for people who maybe previously struggled with that. Which means that if you can stick to a normal bedtime and wake time all week long, Monday to Sunday, maybe aside from social occasions, it will be way easier for you to execute that day in, day out, because you're not interrupting those early mornings every time you get to a weekend. So what I thought is that some people might actually want to opt for a sweet spot in the middle of when they'd ideally like to get up and when they actually get up, based on maybe not wanting to get up at the crack of dawn on weekends, but also wanting to choose the best option for long-term sleep benefits. Another question to ask is, when do you find you are most productive? I do all my writing between 6 and 9 a.m. That's when I plan podcasts, plan content. That's when I do workout programming. It's when I write substacks. That's kind of when my brain feels the most under control and quiet enough to concentrate on something. And I've learned that over two years of trial and error. And a lot of the chat we've had in the group this week was people realizing that, yes, they hate getting up early in the morning, but they are way more productive with their day at that time. And I wonder if that's because the world's a little bit quieter, people are asking less of us. And then if we look at that relating to getting up early and working out, how does a morning workout make you feel? Does it energize you and make you feel really good, absolutely ferocious, hard as nails before you go to work for the day? Because if it does, then maybe that's worth exploring. It's very much going to be trial and error. So what you could think about doing is testing out a few different times of getting up, going to the gym or starting work early and keep a journal or some notes in your phone on when you really feel that something works well for you. So whether that's you getting up early to go to work early, to finish early, to then gym straight after that, or whether that's you getting up early to go to the gym before work. So I thought about four things that are going to be really important for anybody that thinks they might want to become a morning person. So firstly, we want to actually decide what we want to get out of our mornings. Is the goal to work out or is it just to get up early enough to have a bit of time to yourself and feel a little bit more mentally prepared to take on the day? 
maybe you've got a side hustle that you want to get a bit of work in on before you start your main job because that side hustle is the thing that brings you joy. Either way, with all habits and behaviours, we want to give a purpose to why we are opting to get up that early. Because if we don't have that why, then we won't do it. So the most common why is that people want to train consistently and if they get up early before work, they are way more likely to be consistent hitting those workouts every morning. Why are they going to the gym to work out? Because they want to feel awesome. Maybe they have a performance goal. Maybe they have an aesthetic goal. Thinking about what the purpose is means that you are going to remember that purpose every time you wake up early and want to hit snooze on the alarm. Know your why and know your purpose for doing it. If you're just doing it because your mate read the 5am club and said it changed their life, you're probably less likely to stick to it. So actually think about, is this something that you want? Then the second point is all about working backwards. It's really easy to just think, cool, I got to be in the gym at half seven to get to work for nine. That's how it's going to be. But I want us to get a little bit more specific with that. And I want us to work backwards. So if you're someone that wants to get to the gym, what time are you leaving the gym? What time are you arriving at the gym? What time are you leaving the house? What time are you waking up? What time are you going to bed? What time are you going to wind down and get ready for bed? Sleep is so, so important if you want to be a morning person. It's important regardless, but I would argue it needs a lot more time and attention if you are wanting to get up early, because if you're getting up early on very, very minimal sleep or bad quality sleep, you're going to feel rough. And if the reason that you're getting up is to train or to be productive, then it might feel a bit half-assed. So work backwards and be specific about it. If you want to get up at 6am, that probably means you need to start winding down at 9 o'clock to be in bed at 10 for a good chance of getting 7 to 8 hours sleep. Now, my next point is thinking about what tools we might have available to us to actually help us with the getting up. And there is two that have come to mind. Most of us probably just use the alarm clock app on our phone and for some of us that might be enough. It absolutely is not enough for me. I need tools. So Lumi Lights is something that's come up a lot, especially in the UK in winter and dealing with seasonal affective depression. Lumi Lights start at 18 pounds and they're an alarm clock that softly wakes you up using light. And so by the time the alarm tone actually goes off, your body has had a good amount of light exposure and that can help you to feel less groggy. So these can be an absolute game changer. I have a really cheap one and it also simulates a sunset as well as a sunrise. So I have it on at night as well. Honestly, I swear that Lumi should give me some sort of deal for the amount of these that I probably sell for them. But, you know, other brands are available. And then the other one that's a little bit less charming than a Lumi light. So there is a whole host of alarm clock apps that you can get for your phone that require you to do something before that alarm tone will turn off. So some of them have you solving math problems, doing a word search. One of my clients shared one this morning where you actually have to take a selfie of you being out of bed. Now I've used these in the past and I would say if you have a partner, do so at your own risk because I'm pretty sure my girlfriend was going to kill me when I first started having to solve a math problem at half past five in the morning 
and then couldn't do it. But these can be quite a good tool to almost shock your body to get out of bed when you are not used to it. So Lumi lights and alarm clock apps could be two things that you could consider. And then my final thinking point is the mental techers of getting up early. I've thought of a few things that I know in the past have helped me help some of my clients. So I'm going to share these with you. So the first one is the 321 method. So that means when you're all nice and cozy in your bed and that alarm clock goes off, and the last thing that you want to do is open the duvet and get out into a cold room, you tell yourself, three, two, one, do it. And you just do it and you count down in your head. And I don't know if this happened to you when you were a kid, but if your parents ever got angry with you or they said, I'm going to give you to the count of three, and it was a really empty threat, but you still somehow did the thing that they wanted you to do within the count of three. I feel like that's the same flavor of mental tech is that the three, two, one method applies to. Then the next one is a little bit more of a gentle one. This one is to involve range targets with your wake up times, which I think is the most popular one people opt for. If you want to be up and out of bed by six, you set your alarm for half past five or quarter to six. You give yourself a range target so you know if you hit that snooze button for a third time, that is the last time. This is one that I haven't found works well for me at all because being self-employed, I can be very flexible with my schedule. But when you have a job and you have a place to be, super, super handy. Third up on our mental techers list is just making something attractive. So getting yourself a nice coffee mug and getting yourself some really nice coffee that you're going to look forward to in the morning. So you hop up out of bed and get excited to make that coffee. It could be that after your gym session, you sit and read for 20 minutes on the bus to work and that quiet time makes you feel great. Whatever you're wanting to do in the morning, it definitely needs to be a little bit attractive to you because you're not always going to feel motivated to spring up out of bed and go after it. And on the back of that, let's talk about preparation. There's a lot to be said for doing some very basic five minute tasks before you go to bed. Some of my favorites are putting my coffee mug out, putting water in the kettle and putting the coffee out, just putting the bag of beans on the counter, as well as my vitamin D and my omega-3. Firstly, because that saves me a little bit of time if I just want to roll out of bed. But secondly, the mental preparation puts me in the mindset that I am ready to get up and mean business in the morning. And it's quite a motivating morale boost in a sense. You're doing something the night before to prepare you for the morning and that's productive. So it makes you feel good. Now, other examples of this would be laying out your work clothes or laying out your workout clothes, making sure that your shoes are by the door, the car keys are where you can find them, just taking all the guesswork out of the equation. So as well as making it attractive to yourself, you're also making it very, very easy. And when you think about it, when we talk about coaching and how by having a one-to-one coach, you have the guesswork taken out of someone helping you with your nutrition and your workouts, this is the same flavor of that. You're taking all the guesswork out of the equation. So all you have to do is just show up and execute aside from just get out of that nice warm bed. Then my final little mental techers note is trying five minutes earlier every week. Super slow. 
So if you currently get up at seven, but you want to get up at six because you want to try and get a workout in or you want to sit and read or take a morning walk, move back by five minutes every single week. So week one, you'll get up 6.55. Week two, you'll get up at 6.50. Slowly ease yourself into it. It's like the progressive overload of waking up earlier. You do it steadily and you don't overload all at once. You don't rip the band-aid off and all of a sudden start getting up at 5 a.m. Some people might like to take that approach. It completely depends on what kind of person you are. If you're someone that likes a gentle approach to most behavior changes, five minutes earlier each week can work really, really well. A ton of things to think about there. And if you are getting to the end of this podcast and you're like, you know what, like I would actually like to try this. These are all my key takeaways from being a morning person. The first one is that you don't have to be a morning person if you don't want to. It's not going to be for everyone. And some people find they function way better at night, so they'd rather just roll out of bed as late as possible and start their day that way. But if you do want to be a morning person, these are the things we want to consider. Sleep needs to be in a good spot. But when we think about it, we should just want that for ourselves regardless, because sleep is the absolute pinnacle of us feeling okay. Don't be afraid to try things and put things in the bin that don't work. Figure out the time of day when you are most productive or from a training perspective feel like it's a good window of time for you and see what works and what doesn't. Try it for a week. If it doesn't work, don't be afraid to sack it off and try another thing. The other thing that is very clear is that we will never be motivated to get up early every day, regardless of how ferociously amazing we are feeling about ourselves. We will never have that motivation every single day. We can't rely on it. And as I tell my clients repeatedly, it's just a bit of a flaky mate. And so if you are going down this path to be a morning person, there does definitely have to be like a level of acceptance that we're not going to feel fired up to get up every morning and that's okay. So to finish this episode on, it is absolutely okay to commit to not being a morning person if you try it and find that it's not for you. But if you do want to be a morning person, giving up because it feels hard doesn't have to be the only option. You can slowly ease yourself into it and slowly start to implement those little behaviors and changes and they'll all add up over time and eventually Once you have your purpose, your intention and your why, you'll be getting up as early as you need to, as much as you need to. So if you're still trying to nail down that morning workout routine or even just consistently go more than one or two times a week, but you can't seem to stick at it, I would absolutely love to help you out with that. And I'm starting to take on people for February for my one-to-one coaching program. So tell me a little bit about yourself in the form in the show notes, get in touch and I'll get back to you straight away, letting you know if I can help you and let's smash that morning routine if that is what you want for yourself. As a musician, I absolutely never imagined myself being a morning person because my working hours would always, you know, finish at three in the morning. But even more, since I've become a coach on tour, I actually find that I still like my early mornings and I think the thing that I've learned is that it just feels quiet and it feels chill and that in turn is enough to calm down my very, very busy neurodiverse brain because it likes to brain a lot and that is not always my favourite thing. So having that quiet time in the morning 
just feels like an absolute non-negotiable for me now for, from a mental well-being standpoint. So I hope you find what works better for you and don't hesitate to reach out if you need some support with that. So take it easy, Cultivate family. Have an awesome rest of your week, whatever it is that you're up to, and I'll speak to you next week. I'm out.